I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. The message Fix It was originally preached on March 5th, 2023. You could listen to this message in its entirety on our YouTube page, our Facebook page, on our Instagram, or you can simply go to our website at www.epicenterfresno.com. We came out of the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, and we started with verse 17. In this story, Israel is going through a drought, and the reason they're going through a drought is because they have sinned against the Lord. The sin was actually initiated by the king of Israel. This king carries the name Ahab, and he was married to a woman by the name of Jezebel. So what Ahab did is Ahab worshipped other gods, and he provided statues and created statues to have the children of Israel worship other gods uh, and not worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what they were doing was they were testing the patience of God. So to help us understand this, I'd like to speak to the parents out there. So the parents that have kids, um, you know, sometimes the kids don't behave the way they're supposed to. You have patience with them and you redirect them and you start uh, letting them know, hey, if you don't shape up, uh, you know, there's some consequences. And sometimes, because that's what we did, we tested our parents. They will test us. And if we remember When we tested our parents, there was a point in which we crossed the line and there was consequences. Now, I don't know how your parents treated you. I'm sure they treated you with a lot of love, uh, but there was also uh, some chanclas, right? There was also some belts uh, involved uh, because let's just face it, we couldn't get it together. It didn't mean they didn't love us. It meant that we were really pushing the envelope and it got to the point where you know, we had to face consequences. So here, the sin of Israel is so bad that that there's a famine in the land. And in fact, when we read, we realize the one that initiated this whole mess, it was the king. It wasn't the children of Israel, you know, necessarily, right? It was the king. It was at his direction. It was at his command. And it was by the rules that he was passing, the laws that he was passing, Now, something about King Ahab, King Ahab knew the word of the Lord. In fact, his grandfather was a righteous man before the Lord. So when it came to the worship of God, the worship of the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Ahab knew. And when Ahab was passing these laws, Ahab knew that he was sinning against God. But here's the thing about Ahab, though. He didn't want to come clean and he didn't want to accept responsibility that the situation that the kingdom of Israel was in was was his fault. So there are people that we've come across and and maybe, you know, we're those kind of people as well. But there are people that we come across that do not like to take responsibility for anything. Uh, If something goes wrong, it's never their fault. I don't know if you know people like that. But if something goes wrong, it is never their fault. They're always blameless. It's always someone else's fault. 
it's it's the brothers and sisters in church's fault. It's the government's fault. It's everyone but them. The truth of the matter is that sometimes it is our fault. Uh, just like Ahab here, he's trying to find a scapegoat. He doesn't want to take responsibility. So when we read 1 Kings chapter 18, we realize that he begins to use the prophet of God, the prophet Elijah, as the scapegoat. So instead of Ahab repenting for the laws that he had passed, instead of Ahab repenting for you know, pushing the children of Israel to worship idols, he was going to cover up that sin. He was going to not take responsibility and he was looking for a scapegoat and he set his eyes upon the prophet Elijah. Now, I, I really want to just stop right here and make a point of this. We have to be very careful when we don't come clean with God. The Bible lets us know that God knows the end from the beginning. He knows what we've said. He knows what we've done, whether we want to bring it before his presence or not, whether we want to repent for it or not. He already knows. He is God Almighty. He, he knows all things. And we actually hurt ourselves by covering the sin that we have inside. We're actually being a stumbling block to those that are attached to us by not coming clean. So when there's an issue in our life, the best thing to do is just to fix it. And I know that there are situations that come that are very difficult and we'd rather not deal with. We'd rather just, you know, that saying, right, I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. There are situations, unfortunately, that come to our lives that that's the way uh, we, we deal with it. That's our mentality. It's too difficult right now. I'll take care of it later. So what we end up doing is we end up kicking the can down the road. Eventually, that catches up to us. Eventually, we're going to have to deal with that situation. And when we kick the can down the road and it's time to deal with that situation, it's even more stressful because we've run out of time and now we're trying to fix the problem you know, with, with a whole lot of stress. So think about a, a, a leaky roof. You know the roof needs a patch job. You know that when the rain comes, there's going to be a leak that's going to be hitting your living room. But it's the middle of summer, and I don't want to deal with the patch job. I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to worry about it right now. I'll take care of it later. Well, we do end up taking care of it, but the problem is we end up taking care of it when the news personality says we have rain tomorrow. So then what happens is we start stressing out, we start freaking out, and we start uh, scrambling around trying to figure out who's going to help me fix the, the roof or trying to hire somebody to fix the roof when we had three, four, five, six months that we could have taken our time and just taken care of it. So this is a situation with Ahab. The sin has gotten so bad that the children of Israel, there's no water. There's a drought. In fact, when you read, you realize that there's not a single green thing in the land. The cows are dying. The livestock is dying because there's nothing for them to eat. God has been very patient with the children of Israel. God has been very patient with the king of Israel. And this drought has taken its toll. So when we started off, we started off in verse 17 the Bible says that Elijah, excuse me, 
that King Ahab saw Elijah and basically asked him, are you the one that is causing all this? So King Ahab is angry because if King Ahab can, if he can get people on his side to believe that Elijah is the problem, then he gets off scot-free, right? We have a scapegoat. Let's blame the scapegoat. So he asked Elijah, he asked the prophet, are you the one that, that is troubling Israel? Are you the one that's causing all these issues? And in verse 18, I love the way the prophet uh, Elijah responds, mind you, to the king. This is the individual who could say, off with your head and, and it's over. The prophet Elijah responds with this godly fire in his soul. And he says, he says, I'm not the one that, basically, I'm not the one that's messing it up for Israel. That's not me. The one that's messing it up is you and your father's house because you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and you have followed Balaam. You have followed other gods. So he's saying, don't be trying to put this on me. I'm not the one that's passing the laws. I'm not the one that's passing the decrees. That's you. And because of you, we're all suffering. So we have to understand the prophet Elijah, just because he's the man of God, that doesn't mean that there was green grass in his backyard. Doesn't mean that if he had, you know, cattle, they weren't dying because, you know, he was following the commandments and he was doing what God told him to do. No, he was suffering right along with the rest of the children of Israel for the the sins that were committed by the king. He was suffering right along. There are times in our life where you are suffering for something you didn't even do. You're connected to somebody who has more authority than you do. You're connected to someone that has more spiritual authority than you or political authority than you or however you want to, you know, phrase that. But you're connected to somebody that has more power than you do. And because they can't seem to get their act together, their sin is now causing issues in your life. So for Elijah, he had it. Because we see in verse 19, he literally challenges King Ahab. He tells him, look, we need to go settle this right now. We're going to go to Mount Carmel. And I need you to bring the 450 prophets of Baal. And then the other 400 prophets that sit at the table of Jezebel, you bring them to Mount Carmel because we are going to take care of this once and for all. And this is a famous story where... Literally, the question becomes, let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. So you know how this story ends. The, these prophets were uh, crying out all day. Um, they were, it got to the point where they were cutting themselves and, you know, nothing was happening. And when it's Elijah's turn, Elijah says a simple prayer. In fact, what Elijah does is he he sets up an altar first. And once he sets up an altar, he brings a sacrifice and then he commands the men to pour water over the sacrifice, make sure that the sacrifice is wet, make sure that, um, that there's no doubt when God answers by fire. And he, they do this three times. And the Bible says that it was time for the evening sacrifice he says these words. He says, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, 
that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. And then verse 38 says, Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. So when God answered, he answered by fire, and he did it completely. By the time it was said and done, there was literally just scorched earth. Everything else had been consumed. When you continue reading in verse number 41, we realize then that God sends the rain one more time. So here's the thing. As children of God, I know we go through very difficult times because we're human beings. And I wish that everything was placed in order in all of our lives so we can just focus on doing what God has commanded us to do. But it's not like that because we live on planet Earth. We have jobs. We have responsibilities. There's different uh, things that we have to do. And a lot of those things take time, time that we could be using to worship the Lord. The one thing that we can do is if there is sin in our life or if there is something that's not right in our life, we do have the ability to fix it. We do. And like I said earlier, some of the situations are painful. Some of the situations are difficult. Some of the situations are embarrassing. But you're going to have to deal with them regardless. Sooner or later, there's going to come a time where you and I, we're going to have to deal with those situations. So what I want to encourage you today is I want to encourage you to go before the presence of the Lord. And I want you to ask the Lord to give you strength to just fix it. Like just fix it today. Like just get it, get it over with today. I need to get it done with and over with today. Because we've been carrying stuff sometimes for years. And we know we just need to fix it. Right, We know the rain is coming. We know there's going to be a, a, a leak in our spiritual roof. But it's not, the rain's not here yet. We still have time. We know we are eventually going to fix it. But it's up to us to make the determination, are we going to do it now while we have time? See, the Bible says, seek ye the Lord while he still can be found. So the question once again becomes, will I fix it now that I have time? Or am I going to wait and deal with the situation with added stress, trying to find out, am I going to make it? Am I going to be successful because time's running out? So I encourage you, let's fix it now. Let's just do what God says. Let's have the conversation that we need to have. Let's get things out of the way. Let's get things taken care of. The sooner the better, because once we have it all said and done, then we can go before the Lord and say, Lord, the rain that you want to send on my life, the drought that you want to end in my life, I'm ready to receive it right now. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com, where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.